Well, hello, hello. Happy, Happy Friday, Friday, Kennedy. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Dr. Irvin? No, it's been a busy week. Same here, Dr. Irvin. I'm so glad it's Friday. <laughs> Thank you, God. Yeah, definitely. No, yes. Well, once we do, I hope you told Mr. Peter's happy birthday yesterday. It was his birthday, Irvin Law family. So make sure y'all tell him happy belated birthday in the chat. Um, one thing that I did want to get started with is actually some breaking news. I literally just saw it. Um, so this past Tuesday, it was JSU football day at the Capitol. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really good. But now, um, I don't know if you heard, but uh, Deion Sanders is hosting a pro day for all Mississippi colleges mm -hmm. at Jackson State University yep. on March 21st. Yes, that's a positive development. We need eyes on our players so they can get the opportunities they deserve. Yes, and it's with, I want to say it's with Mississippi College, Mississippi Valley, all corners. A lot of players that's going to be here is going to be March 21st, so that's definitely good. Now, Dr. Irvin, you know we're always talking about football and ways to also – um, I don't want to say we'll generate more funds and making sure that you were saying how the football budget is bigger. Do you mm -hmm. think this pro day, do you know if they were like, I'm even though it just happened, but do you know if they think they will make some money off of this or maybe add to their budget or is really just for benefiting the players? No, usually not. It's for the benefit of the players. It's something that all, mostly all power five schools have a pro day where the school um, mm -hmm. does highlights and puts their players in the best light. The difference is we're a smaller school, F FCS instead of FBS and not Power 5, certainly. So what Coach Sanders is doing is trying to use his platform to get other small school players an opportunity to be seen. For uh, instance, um, LSU does their pro day, and yeah. they call it NFL LSU. Uh because they usually put so many players into the pros. Well, they put on, they have certain uh, outfits set up for the players. They've got the, the shoes, the T-shirts, the video for social media. They chronicle their whole day so that they can get more exposure, get more eyes on. I'm not sure what Coach Sanders' approach will be, but I know it's a positive because okay. we have players at Jackson State that should have been picked for the combine. So the combine in Indianapolis is the big ticket that you want. Okay. They only give out so many. And so pro days are the next step where they come to you to see those players. Some don't work out at the, pro bind, uh, at the combine because of injury or their agents have advised them to only go there for interviews and to talk to executives. And so they'll schedule time to throw or run or lift weights for uh scouts at their school okay okay um and let's say a player goes to the combine and they have a bad time they usually make their time up uh at the com i mean at the pro day at the pro day so yeah. also it's combine first then pro day right right so the combine is gonna basically happen pretty soon because you said it's in indianapolis it is okay 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 then that's cool then i really yeah. didn't even know that so like with the um with pro day, is it kind of set up to where, granted, it is showing uh, athletes exposure and stuff? Um, do they have like interviews too, like kind of like at the combine, or no, not really? Yes, that's why the scouts are coming. If they see somebody they want to talk to, they'll pull them to the side, interview them. I'm sure they have interview rooms set up in case that needs to happen. It won't be the same as 
the scale of the combine. Okay. But it will be opportunities for players to engage with scouts. Mm -hmm. uh, they'll have lifting stations where they'll do the uh, you have certain you have certain exercises, certain rep combinations, certain weights. So, okay. for instance, at the combine, they, they measure bench press. Okay. The amount is 225 pounds, and they want to see how many reps you can do. And they have, you know, serious controls on what that rep should look like, a proper rep. Somebody's standing there counting them for official purposes. Then they do the vertical. They, okay. do, they do the cone shuffle. They do broad jumps. Uh, they do 40 times. Uh, they'll do uh, passing drills and they'll do linemen, both offensive and defensive drills, depending on who's there. Uh, and they have to do all those things. All those things provide measurables. They'll be weighed. Their height will be taken. All of that will be done. So it's a big deal. Okay. All right. Well, it's a big deal here at JSU. So hopefully I don't really know about all the details, really. I don't know if it will be open to the public. Possibly it will be. But um, it's gonna it no. won't be okay. <laughs> no, because no. Only reason why I said that because I was like, okay, he did say he's hosting at JSU. I'm like, well, I can't just walk around the back on the on the practice field. You ain't got to go through the gate. But they might close that off too. <laughs> yeah, if you no, 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 because because you're gonna have. You're gonna have those players out there, and they don't, they don't, they're not there to perform for the public, they're there to perform okay. for a paycheck. Okay, and so, okay. for instance, you've got James Houston, who, who, in my opinion, should have received a invitation to the combine. That's oh. a really big day for him. Mm -hmm. Keontae Hampton, who was on the bubble for receiving an invite to the combine, who I think will be a really good pro linebacker, big day for him. Al Young. CJ Holmes. All right. Um, it's a lot of players. It's a lot of players just on Jackson State's team. That should be. okay. Then he's Corbin the third. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So all those guys from Jackson State is a big, big day for them. So they'll be getting showcased. Okay. okay. And then you know, kids from Alcorn, Mississippi Valley, Delta State. Uh, mm -hmm. They said yeah. Millsaps. I want to believe and Mississippi. I don't know if they missed college, but I know they said it wasn't an HBCU. It was Millsaps, I want to believe, though. It's a lot of schools in uh, Mississippi, though, that he said he wanted to give an opportunity to. So that's great then. I never really knew it was to that level, but just want to make sure. I just want y'all to know that JSU is definitely bringing some positive um, impacts to schools. So now, Dr. Irvin, you know I love to bring controversial topics, and I know you always talk about making sure you read the article correctly. So, have you heard of the new? <laughs> Why are you looking like that? Doctor? Go ahead, Kim. <laughs> so it's a new recently. This just happened. Um, the Winter Olympics. It was a Olympian. She is an ice skater named Camila Valve Valvea. I want to say, but she failed a drug test. Um, December before the Beijing 2022 Winter Olympics. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, it's a lot of controversy going on because it's, with this incident, um, they still allowed her to compete. But with Shakari Richardson, she wasn't able to compete. Now, I will say, though, when I was reading the article, she tested positive for a drug that uh, helped. She tested positive for a drug that helped with her heart. And it's called, like, I don't really want to say the wrong Yeah, don't say it. Here's, here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. Um, 
the United States Track and Field uh, International Committee had some some bearing on what happened with Shakari Richardson. Mm. Uh, the wherever that young lady is from, they also had some bearing on her. So it's yeah. it's actually an apples to oranges comparison. Different people. Now, if it were the same people making this making that decision, maybe. But uh, I understand why it causes an uproar because it looks like disparate treatment. However, we need to be careful with that until we know all, absolutely all of the facts. So in this situation, if we, could it be possible, even though it, it happened so late, could it be possible for like Richardson to possibly sue if it is made by the same people? I don't or even no? comment on that. <laughs> I oh, okay, okay. It's, okay. It's too, that's, that's too, when you talk about international uh, competition, they mm -hmm. have different rules anyway. It's not just to go straight to court. Um, they have arbitration uh, agreements that are in place. They have all types of legal remedies that are in place because the sports law encompasses so many different things. And mm. you're talking about not just U.S. law, but possible international law. So uh. I would stay away from that until I know everything. <laughs> nice try, <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. It was a nice try, but I did want people to be more aware of it. You know, it is starting to become an uproar because, granted, um, she did test positive for the same drug for a different drug. Um, Shakari made a statement on her tweet that both of the drugs are still non-performance enhancing drugs, mm -hmm. and a lot of people, you know, especially black people, are still kind of like there is a reason why, but I feel as though sometimes we do tend to not look at all of the facts in certain cases. So it does. I really didn't even know until you mentioned it how it's, it's not the same. Um, I thought when it was just Olympics, Olympics is just the same. So the same people just still viewing the cases. <laughs> but since it is an international, it does take different steps and policies and procedures to, you know, evaluate cases. So, right. Hopefully, we will get that situated out. Um, one of the statements that the ROC made, which is the I want to believe it's the Russian Olympic Committee. Um, they said the doping test of an athlete who tested positive does not apply to the period of the Olympic Games. At the same time, the athlete repeatedly passing doping tests before and after December 25th, 2021, including while already in Beijing during the figure skating tournament. All the result results are negative. So, yeah, I think we let them sort through that before we start, exactly. uh, you know, trying to figure all, all that out. Exactly. And Russia is its own, you know, U.S. and Russia, we've all had our own history. So we can't really do too much of comparing right there. Right. <laughs> but I did also want to bring up, so, you know, last show, Dr. Irvin, when we did talk about how the JPD were making um, some, I don't want to say non-improvements, but we're making some stops with traffic stops that weren't really uh, helpful. Mm -hmm. Well, Mississippi ACLU also had the same type of comment that you were saying. Um, they also have sent a letter to several Jackson leaders, including the um, police chief, James Davis, and, and the mayor, um, Lamumda, asking, mm -hmm. the asking the police department to end this new checkpoint initiative. Um, the TAP program, which mm -hmm. is arrest and tow. I guess that is a new... Okay, so first, this is one question I do have for you before I kind of get into it. Okay. So, the Hines County Sheriff and the police chief 
do they are they still operating under the same branch or are they still operating for the same goal here? I really didn't know it was two different people. I'm trying to learn local politics here, so I just want to make so, sure. It's a good question. So city, think mm. municipality. Okay. So the city has its borders, right? Mm. The police department okay. is headed by a police chief, which covers only that area. The city uh, of Jackson. Okay, okay, okay. Just so happens, the city of Jackson is in a county, which is Hines County. Mm. The sheriff is responsible for every part of Hines. Okay. Of Hines County. So does so does that mean like the sheriff kind of can trump the police department's decision, no. or they're still working in no, this separate? two different mm. entities they can work together they can have and they're going to bump heads at times but the best case scenario is that they figure out a way to communicate and work together okay okay all right so when it comes to when it comes to you saying working together so you said how sometimes they are going to bump heads so when it came to like the um the Hines County jail even though it was when they're having issues with it even though that is over Hines County doesn't the Jackson Police Department um, issue new inmates through that county jail? So it let wasn't. me correct you there. Let okay. me correct you because language is very important. Okay. An inmate is someone who has been found guilty. Okay. You're talking about pretrial detainees that go yeah. to the Sheriff's Department's uh, holding facility. Um, okay. So, yes, they, they do have people in there and they have contracts for housing purposes. Okay, okay, okay. So that's handled by a per bed, per person, rate per day. Okay, okay. I just want to get some clarification there. Mm -hmm. But um, with the Mississippi ACLU, like I said, they did issue a little out to a lot of Jackson leaders asking them to stop their new TAP program. So I guess this became in place because, as we all know, um, I have been reporting uh, for a couple months now how Jackson PD has been receiving some grants, some help from federal, um, state level governmental officials and so this is their tap program where it's tickets arrest and tow um where it was created to track down illegal activity happening in the capital city um they even mentioned though with this letter though the aclu was just saying these stops is unconstitutional to set up checkpoints for the general purpose of crime control um they right. also said furthermore checkpoints are not proven to reduce crime which right. is oh, let me slow you down because Way too fast. All right, all right, <laughs> no, all right. Nobody, nobody's gonna be able to digest all of that. She's speaking as Alice over there. Right, 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 right. You going hundred miles an hour. People are like, "Wait, what? They did what?" So, <laughs> <laughs> the issue is, what is the purpose of a roadblock? Exactly. Brother Dorch, who is the executive director of the ACLU, uh. I'm an alumni of the ACLU. I was once the legal director at the ACLU. What he's saying is um, you may be exposing yourself to legal claims from your citizens because you are implore you're using roadblocks in the wrong way. Okay. You can't just jump out there and, and do probable cause type things uh, at a roadblock. That's not the purpose of a roadblock. You can't use a roadblock okay. for uh criminal investigation purposes not not as your stated intent out the gate 
Okay, okay, okay. Now, if something happens and you stop someone and then you have a reasonable suspicion of A, B, C, or D, That's then it could it could progress up to the level of probable cause. So what okay. he's saying is cut it out because you guys know better. Mm. Okay, okay. So when it's with these checkpoints, are they not violating uh, citizens' rights in a way? That's what he's saying. That's exactly okay. what he's saying. Okay, he's saying so it's going to lead to a civil case then. Right. Okay, okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure. Isn't this it's good to see you, Mr. Peters? Hey, it's good to be here. I tell you. <laughs> How yeah. was your birthday? You know what? I I will admit, look, I'm a, I'm gonna be vulnerable and just admit something. I was I was I wasn't I wasn't looking forward to it uh, leading up to it. You know, I was a little little down about it, little little kind of in my emotional context about it. And uh, because, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty ambitious fellow, so I always got this pressure on myself and these benchmarks. And it took my daughter to put it in, reshape it into the right perspective and to realize, look at what you've accomplished, look at what you have, as opposed to looking at what you have not accomplished yet. And then, you know, good friends like the Urban over there to snap me in the right frame of mind. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do. He didn't do it so humbly. He has a way with words. <laughs> My job is to keep you honest. <laughs> <laughs> it was good though. It was. It was a good day. It was cold. I don't know what here in Dallas. And uh, but yeah, good food. Went out. Went out your way, Kennedy. Really? Uh, uh, right out uh, to Kenny's. Kenny's with Fire Grill. I know what you're talking about. Uh, Toeway. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, had a good time. And then. Leslie, uh, are you about to cry? Are you being nostalgic about your birthday? No, no, man. You know, I'm, I'm, listen, the only thing now that I'm just asking for, the only the good Lord can help me with is this weather so I can actually get out of town for a few days for my beautiful wife. But, uh, you know, <laughs> so we're supposed to be getting sleet and snow here. So. Yeah. yeah, the weather has been crazy here in Mississippi as well. Yesterday it was, we were on a tornado watch. It was raining, then it wasn't, and it was storming, then it wasn't. It was really cloudy. The clouds were moving. I was just like, this is some, I don't know what is going on. I'm trying to walk to some of my, one of my classes. I couldn't even do that. I was trying to handle business in the business office. The wind blowing me away. I almost blown yeah, away. I'm just glad to be back on the show. Just talk about the technical challenges. I couldn't join you guys last week, so I just had to watch. Uh, but I'm glad I was determined today. I was like, if I just got to go back old school, uh, I had to pull out another computer that I put out of commission. <laughs> back commission to make this happen. But hey, we're gonna rock with it. We're gonna rock with it. No, yes. So. Um, we were speaking on the ACL tap. Well, ACO of Mississippi was also arguing with Jackson leaders about their new tap program. So hopefully, um, we'll get to some type of resolution within the city. Uh, this program isn't really, um, how can I say this, progressive at all. In my prof professional opinion, I do feel like this is another type of program where it doesn't really um, strengthen, but it just weakens the relationship between the public and the police, where and it already isn't the best right now. So hopefully we can go to get to some resolution 
Mr. Peters, I did want the public to if you could give them a little recap, maybe, or a little snippet of your credit tip this past Thursday, because I feel like a lot of people think we just playing here about our credit program here at Urban Law, like we're not helping a lot of people. Well, you know what? I just, right before this call, right before the show, I just got off the phone welcoming um, one of our, our members of our program to the 700 Club. And that, that's, that's the fun calls I love to make. And, you know, and this is the person that, you know, I almost got it in tears because they never thought they would ever be able to see a story wow. like that. And if you know the journey. So I'm just telling people, it doesn't matter where you start. It matters where you're going. And if you don't ever start, you can't ever get to your destination. So uh, call us, reach out to us. Uh, it starts with a consultation and just a phone call. We'll take a look at what you have. I'll go over it with you. I'll First of all, the biggest thing is making sure you understand how to read it. <laughs> you know what that means. And then breaking that down and then going through the process. I believe in changing the behavior inside and out because if we change the behavior, we fix credit for life. Credit is just a byproduct of behavior. It's your behavior that causes the problem. So we fix the behavior. That's what we do at Urban Law. And so that means some days you hate to see me coming. Some days you don't want to talk to me. And eventually you'll love me. And that's where it's, that's, that, that, if, if that's the process, then it's worth it. That's all that matters, y'all. So make sure that y'all are joining our credit program. Um, I will be able to, I'm going to go ahead and drop the link towards the end of the show. Now, one thing, though, I really did want to talk about here, um, just to be a little, get a little serious, but I also want y'all to understand the importance of just mental health and checking in on your kids and your family. Um, we just mourned, uh, Urban Law family definitely mourns the loss of a Murray High School student. Her name, <clears throat> her name was Akira McLeanan. Um, I had to really, I had to really check up on my cousin yesterday because she actually teaches at Murray High School. She teaches mathematics. Um, but it is just sad to say she walked out of school on Thursday. Um, she was already having suicidal thoughts and she jumped off the interstate building. So, um, of the ramp. <laughs> yes, I mean, of the ramp. I'm sorry, not the interstate building of the ramp. She was only 15 years old. So, I just want to make sure that y'all are checking in on your kids. This is, um, really a traumatic time. I, I, this is my cousin's first time even dealing with this as a teacher. This is like her first year being a teacher. So, being a teacher in the pandemic, but also dealing with a lot of these issues, I really just want y'all to understand that and stress that. Um, I just, I don't. Let me let me say this. Let me jump in and say this, guys. I, you you hit me with that one, Kenneth. You, you really did. I, I want to say, check in on people. Period. I mean, listen. I don't take for granted. Like like I said, I was struggling just with getting older, right? And and it, and and thank God I reached out to my friends and they they reshaped me back and where I needed to go. But we have. We've forgotten the art of talking to people and genuinely having conversations with people. And the other thing I said to people, stop lying. Stop saying you're doing great when you know you're not. I mean, be honest. Let's get back to the real and have those conversations. And then for those of us on the other side, you know the signs. You know the normal behavior. If you recognize that somebody, something's a little off, have the conversations, right? And sometimes the difference between that this second decision is just somebody having a conversation and they need to help out. So 
you know, really sad to hear that. You said she was 14 or 15? She was only 15 years old. Wow. Yeah, it wow. was it was a crazy day, and especially how um us JSUs, well my my peers are actually graduates of Murray High School. So it was just a lot going on. A lot of people were asking, how does she get off of campus so easily? But I don't think people realize it is easy to get off of a campus. Um, really, any campus, not just Murrah. I feel like a lot of people was putting it on Murrah. It's easy to get off. It was easy to get off my high school campus in Texas. So um, I just really wanted to make the public aware of that. Make sure y'all understand and just stress the importance of this for sure. Um, but yet, and also I wanted to make sure that you guys are, I wanted to remind the audience to file your annual reports. Report. That's very important for a business. I know Mr. Peters and Dr. Yeah, definitely. We want to be early. We want to be, we want to be good to go. So, uh, that's something to, uh, to really think about. Yeah, I I just got, if you saw me kind of stumbling, I got a text from a dear friend, Sarita. Thanks for that. It just gave me a little, little bit more insight that, you know, we'll talk out, talk about that after the show off air. But I, I mean. Mm. Willie May said, my son at 17 told me that he was depressed. I blew it off. I've been suffering the consequences ever since. I didn't think that my child was going through depression because he's always been an active child. Now at 23, he's still fighting so much better. That is great to hear. Yes. That is very great to hear. I'm definitely glad for your son. I think a lot of times, especially in the black community, um, <clears throat> we don't always, I think people don't believe that we have mental health issues sometimes because we're always supposed to take on so much and go through so much as just people. And it shows throughout time and the history that we've, you know, overcome, but sometimes it's okay to not be okay. I couldn't have said that better myself. Sometimes it's okay to not be okay. Yes, and he's had a lot of spiritual support. That's a, that We're glad to hear that, Willie May, so thank you. Mm -hmm. I wanted to drop in the chat. I also just put in our um, the link to our Credit Corner Facebook group, so that's where you'll see a lot of Mr. Peter's credit tip Tuesday, credit tip Thursday. So make sure y'all pay attention to that. I just wanted to add that in the group chat. Yeah, go in and request to join. Um, and one of the administrators will let you in. All of the, the do-it-yourself credit tip information, the live discussions we'll have to answer any question you have will happen in that private Facebook group. So definitely go over there and join so you'll get the notifications. We typically put a new tip out every Thursday. There's a video we just released this Thursday talking about collections. Um, so definitely, and more to come. Every week, we're going to be getting you information. So for yes. those of you that did attend, you will also be getting those credit tips uh, emailed to you as well, the ones that register for Credit 101 webinar. Mm -hmm. I heard they was missing some of my TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> those TikToks was off the chain, I got to tell you. I enjoyed them. I, Thank I, you. I'm glad. I laugh quite a bit. No, yes. We're going to be making a lot of more TikToks, especially when it comes to law as well, giving tips. I can't wait to <laughs> include Dr. Irvin in some of my TikToks. No, that, that, that should be interesting. Yeah, TikTok. <laughs> that, that really should be interesting right there, Kennedy. I don't know about that one, but we will see. <laughs> 
a great TikTok. And Mr. Peters, as soon as I make it, I'm sending it right to you. <laughs> yes, you do. I mean, don't, and I'm not going to hesitate to post it, too. I'm going to be ready. <laughs> He's going to enjoy it. But, um, yes, any last things for the show, guys? I, I had a nice, quick, wanted to get it in on a Friday. Kennedy, you know what? I'm going to tell you. This is the shortest show you've ever put together, which tells me, just because of my years of wisdom, you must be going out of town today. You you got some up your sleeve because you know usually Charles she gives this whole docket. Yeah, here's here's what here's what I want to say before we get out of here, Liz. Okay. Uh, it's a holiday weekend. Let the let the uh, let Kennedy mm-hmm. be great. Uh, but uh, we talk about football a whole lot. How about the JSU Lady Tigers being 26-0 and 26 and 0 at home? Yeah, we need, we need to talk about that. We need to take some time undefeated, undefeated um in conference. Slight work for them. So we need to, we need to give them their props and congratulations to Coach Reed. I know the journey is nowhere near over because I'm looking for them to win some games in the uh NCAA tournament. But uh I just want to give them a shout out because that team is loaded, it's one of the most talented teams you ever have the pleasure of seeing. Men's or women. So get out and watch them or order the, the home pass and watch them. Find a way to watch them. Let me, let me, tell, you let me, let me tell you, I have I'm, I have the home pass. And so to alumni that can't get to Jackson, be there and go see it live. I'm telling you, pay the price to watch it. It is it is entertainment. I mean, it is entertainment as best as you force. And the I, I want to talk about the way the ladies have won, right? Because they've they've been dominating. Uh, And then even when they didn't have their best game together, they found a way to win collectively. And they're young. And and they still have talent. They can't even play yet. (laughs) And then I watched the last game where they came in the fourth period and played all freshmen and still maintained the lead. Yes. Incredible, incredible, incredible. She, She will tell you the journey wasn't easy. A lot of people wanted her out at the first year as she was changing the culture. Wow. And it kind of reminds me of pretty. Like, people really hate me at first because, you know, when you're trying to change the behavior, people resist you because they've been doing it wrong all their life, and now you're trying to get them to change the way they think about it. But look at them now when they get to the other side. And that's what she has done as building a program. And I'm just going to say to the people, all alumni, all friends and supporters of the program, We've got to tune our eyes and find a way to try to keep Coach Reed here at Tigerland. Because she's hot right now. And not just us. She's hot and getting a lot of eyes from a lot of other people. we got to make sure she knows that we've loved, that she's loved by us. And that not just by our mouth, but also by our resources. She definitely has, because um, she was here before I came in my freshman year in 2019, but I can definitely have seen the like the women's basketball team getting better every year. Like the record is literally getting better every year. The past game that I saw last Saturday against Sut, well, it was FAMU. Yes, FAMU. It was just like them girls dominated. And it was almost like even when she switched, they had a full bench to where it was like you could have, you know, five different sets of subs. And they still, (laughs) I was like, wow. These are some NBA players, like literally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, what, what did it for me was when they was driving down and it was all freshmen on the floor at this point. 
exactly. And the no look, the guard does the no look behind the bass pass. I, I just, I, I was done. And, and let me just tell you, we almost saw our first dunk. Yes, uh, you lost And she dropped the ball. I know she wanted that. I know Deja would have wants that one back. And she was about to jump that one down. She was so <laughs> mad. And then also when we play, um, when the boys playing Samuel, I did want to highlight that. I was looking at the um, standings while at the game. And I think, fam, you really thought they was going to come in there and blow them out the park. Because, you know, our boys were, at the time, sixth, seventh in the swag. And, fam, you was third in the swag. But our boys fought through. So that was really a good game. Fam, you, it was fun seeing them look sad on their face. <laughs> well, listen, we got they got a tough test ahead. Both girls and boys is the last road swing in February. All corn this weekend in Lorman. Then they come back in next weekend, next Saturday in Houston and Texas Southern, Monday at, at, uh, in Prairie View. So those Texas swing is never tough, never easy, rather. It's always tough. So we, we, we're going to wish them support that they continue to work. So, you know, I always have questions for you two um, sports fanatics. Both of you are mm -hmm. experts. So when it comes to the NCAA, do you have to get invited to that or not? Yes. Based off your record regardless. No. So yeah, there's a whole TV show devoted to that on the, for the men and the women. So mm. you have the swag tournament coming up. Uh, you have to make the top eight in the conference to even qualify for the swag tournament. Mm. Uh, once that happens, then you play for the tournament championship and the tournament champion is your representative from the SWAC. Uh, and then they get to find out on the next day whether or not they are, see the next day or the next day, or whether or not they're selected to the NCAA tournament and what seed they will be in. That's who you play and where you play and whether you're a higher seed or a lower seed. Ah, okay, okay. So, Charles, I think you need to go a little bit deeper and get the history because I how much that seed means and what we traditionally draw on seed and what we're hoping for this year. Normally, because of strength of schedule, the SWAC gets very, very high seeds, like uh, anywhere from 13 to 16, which puts you normally playing against the number one team in the country. Mm. Which is what happened last year. So we typically, and with girls, it's always typically 15 to 16. And last year we drew the 16th seed and we played against number one Baylor, I believe. Yeah, so we played against the number one team in the country, and that's never not good. <laughs> <laughs> but they did put up a good fight though against Baylor. I will say that. They did. They did. did. So how do you avoid even trying? Can you even avoid this like picking seeds though? Can you really avoid it? Or the committee not? picks the seed off of strength of schedule, who you play, and so. Mm. Okay. I think Jackson State should, if, if everything goes the way it's going right now, they should probably be a, don't quote me on this, but they should be anywhere from a 10 to a 12 seed, maybe a 13. I got them, I got them between 12 and 14. Yeah. We need to, I need to, we got to write this down. Well, the reason why I'm saying 10 to, <laughs> the reason why I'm saying 10 to uh, 13 is because right now they haven't lost since pre-conference. Right. And so in order for them to get into the tournament, that means they're going to win out regular season, undefeated in conference, and then they're going to win the tournament. Yeah. So if they win out, do you know their record will end up being something like 21 or 22 and 6? Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's, and that's what I'm counting to. Plus, 
even though we lost some of those games, we played Miami to a six-point game or seven-point game. We, we played four-point game, Arkansas okay. two-point game. Yeah. yeah, Texas A&M. Real close to Texas A&M. Yeah, so even though we lost, those things will factor in too because we, we played a pretty good uh, – not pretty good. We played an excellent out of conference schedule, and we didn't play bad. Mm. Well, here's what I I believe: if we get, especially if we get a ten to ten to twelve seed, but if we get a ten to twelve seed, we winning in the first round. You got to upset in the first round. No, if we win, if we if we that's my record. If that's, we if we get if we get anywhere from a ten to twelve seed. We're going two to three rounds deep. It's not just a win in the first round. They're not built just to win right. in the first round. But if you get 10 to 12 seed and you go three rounds deep, you switch you switch this team. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So we gonna we gonna have to keep this in. So you yeah. feel like so Mr. Peter feel like it's one round. Mm-hmm. Are you agreeing with Dr. Well, no, I just feel like we I feel like they they're not gonna do right necessarily by us. I think they'll give us, I think we'll be 13, 14 seed. Mm. If we, I hope we get what y'all say. I hope <laughs> we get ten to twelve seed. And I'm telling you, if we get ten to twelve seed, I agree with y'all. We we might be in the Sweet Sixteen as a Cinderella story. And it's Jackson State's year. It's Jackson State on everything: buses, planes, <laughs> trains, automobiles. It's probably Jackson State on some little baby's forehead. So what makes <laughs> you think that Jackson State women's basketball is having a renaissance? We are loaded from tilt. To Stern, we have size, we have experience. So you got to think about this. I know I'm running you long, Kennedy. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but Amisha and Rogan are not even supposed to be here. That's true. <laughs> they were supposed to be gone last year, but they got a COVID relief year. So yeah. thank you. And they, <laughs> and they came back. <laughs> right. So that means we brought in talent. And we kept our two best players. Very true. And also, just to add on to Jackson State's year, spring ball is coming up, and I'm really excited. I had to ask one of my fellow pre-law members. He's also on the team, so he said it's going to be up pretty soon. Hopefully that is open to the public. I don't want – don't call me yeah. on that. Spring, spring is always – good. Spring is always open. That's when you showcase your new players or what have you. The question is going to be where is the game going to be? Because in the past, the game was normally right there at the practice field. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I don't think we have the capacity to fit the number of people that want to see that game. Because, you know, this spring game will be in Memorial Stadium. Yeah, I think it's going to have to be at Memorial, and you're going to sell tickets and make money for the program. Yep. Hopefully. I just pray I can see it, shoot. I haven't had a – I don't know because I haven't had a spring semester yet. Well, you know, it might be interesting because I think they might even – I can see them even splitting the bands and them battling each other, you know, because they're going to pick sides. Because, you know, in the spring game, you got two different teams. They probably do blue-white, blue team because yeah. they're playing against each other. Okay, 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 okay. We'll definitely see. It's a lot of new talent, like y'all were saying. Um, I've been seeing them a lot when I go to the paint. A lot of football players and some new faces, a lot of new faces. So mm-hmm. it definitely is. And a lot of them at the football game. I mean, basketball games too. So we'll definitely see about that. But other than that, Urban Law, make sure y'all tell Mr. Peters happy belated birthday in the chat. Dr. Irvin, your hectic week has come to an end. 
So make sure you get some rest. Oh no, Doc. It hadn't come to an end. I I got something to tell you after we go out there. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, hustle up. Hustle up. Everybody have a great weekend. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Have a great weekend. Be safe and wear your mask. <laughs>